What is up, everybody? And welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas on the Man Sports Talk Network. Remember that Primetime is always brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them on the right of the week tonight. But before we do any of that, we will discuss a big adjustment that the Cowboys might be forced to make if they want to beat the Detroit Lions on Sunday night. And we are talking about a defensive adjustment here because this is a very unique challenge. This is not your average NFL offense. First and foremost, production-wise, excuse me, the Lions are a top five offense inefficiency in the NFL. Some of you might be surprised to learn that if you haven't uh, followed the Lions closely, but they have put up points. That wasn't the case, though, in their last outing as the New England Patriots literally shut them out. They allowed zero points from the Lions, and we'll talk a little bit tonight about how they did that. But for the most part, the Lions were lighting up scoreboards, and they were doing it with a very solid and very strong running game. So it's a unique challenge. That that should be noted right out of the, bay, uh, of the gate, especially because the one weakness of the Cowboys' defense remains the run defense, right? That's the one area where I, I think that most Cowboys fans are still not confident in, even with... Uh, you know, improved defensive tackle play, even with quality linebackers. I think everyone is still a little bit concerned about the situation for the run defense. And when you face such a unique challenge like the Lions, you are hoping to see some sort of adjustment. And Mike Parsons talked uh, to the media today, and this quote was tweeted out by Patrick Walker, the legend, no C. He tweeted out, that Micah Parsons is as pissed off as Dan Quinn and the rest of the Cowboys defense heading into the matchup against the Lions. Micah Parsons said, it's Shark Week. No matter where you're at, no matter what's out there, we're going to beat them up. We just got to go do it. And that's Micah Parsons' mentality every single week, right? I don't think that anyone is surprised at that. But my question from me to you is, where do you think, where would you play? Michael Parsons versus the Lions. Because I think we're going to see a little bit of a change in there. But I want to know what, what you would do. Would you play him as uh, the defensive end that he's been playing uh, that role lately for the most part? 73% of his snaps have come at the defensive line. Only 26% of his plays have come as a box linebacker. So let me know what would you do. Would you play him as the off-ball inbox linebacker in a regular Mike sort of role? Or would you play him as a defensive end? Because it's not been close, people. It's not been close this season. Micah Parsons has played 73% of his reps at the defensive line and only 26% as an off-ball linebacker. That's a big shift even compared to last year when he was a rookie, that's a big shift for Michael Parsons. And although I understand why Michael Parsons is playing as one of the best edge rushers in the entire NFL, and he provides more value to the team as a defensive end, as a pass rusher, 
This might be the game to change that a little bit. And we'll talk about why in just a few moments. But I want to see your thoughts first. Play him in the middle defense, says Steve Campanella. Timothy says defensive end slash linebacker. Gregory says both and all. Lumen goes with defensive end. Kenneth Fraser says uh, defensive end. Samuel Rose's bra 76% is little. Wow. Middle, middle, says Steve Campanella in the YouTube chat. I think that this is the game in which we could see Michael Parsons play a little bit as a regular linebacker. And here's why. Look at the Lions offense operate. Look at it operate just overall. Look at how much movement they generate up front. You've got an offensive lineman in motion in there. You see tight ends pulling. You see a lot of one plays. You see a lot of traps. They move around a lot. When you watch these Lions defense, you might think, uh, these Lions offense, excuse me, when you see them line up, you might think of Sean McVay's offense because, you know, just the formations that they use. But don't be fooled. They only use outside zone as some sort of a setup in order to run these plays that you guys are seeing on the screen where you see a lot of pulling offensive linemen, where you see a small nuances like that one that we just saw in which a player motions into the offensive, uh, into the, you know, he attaches himself to the offensive line and kind of adds another gap for defenders to account for. So this is a, this is an, a running game with a lot of wrinkles in it. And they want to move. The Lions want their offensive linemen to be on the move consistently. And when you look at what the Patriots did versus the Lions, you saw them limitate their movement. The, the Patriots went into that game with a very clear game plan. And that was, we're not going to allow the offensive linemen to pull. We're not going to allow them to, to create a lot of movement because we're going to have uh, these defense events on them all the time. We're going to try to cover them up as much as we can. And the edge rushers, forget about trying to make the tackle inside. The edge rushers, they're just going to set the edge. They're just going to force running backs inside. They're going to contain them. And I think that's the part in which I kind of think that Michael Parsons could be better off as a linebacker on this game. Because the Patriots game plan was, we're going to set the edge. And we're going to funnel running backs inside. And with the defensive tackles, we're, ju we're just going to occupy blocks in order to free up the reads or clean up the reads for the linebackers. And that's what the Patriots did. Look at that uh, picture. Uh, look at those, excuse me, those defensive ends from the Patriots. They're just containing. They're just telling the, the Lions running back, you're not going to run outside on this particular play you're going to have to cut back inside. And the Patriots had clean reads every single snap, pretty much, of this game. And that's how they shot out the Lions. So when I think of this game, I think of, what do you think that Parsons is better off doing? Setting the edge in a game in which he's likely to not have a lot of pass rush opportunities, at least not true pass rush opportunities, or do you want him as a linebacker that is going to have some clean reads and that is going to be able to swarm to the football? The linebackers are going to have are going to need to have a huge game in this 
game on Sunday. Uh, I think it's a, it's a very interesting matchup because it will force the Cowboys to do very different things than they normally do. And the Lions offense is actually pretty solid. It's actually pretty sound in the sense that when they use play action, they have it tethered to what they do in the running game as well. So you will see a lot of play action screen passes, for example, in which you have pulling offensive linemen. So if you are a defensive end on this play, chances are you're going to be asked to set the edge, play in and play out. I don't know if Michael Parsons is going to have a lot of pass rush opportunities unless the Cowboys pull away early in this game, which could happen with Dak Prescott back and going up against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. But for the most part, I think that this is the game in which we see Michael Parsons play linebacker for the most uh, for the most part, which would be a first this season because there's not one single game in 2022 in which Micah has played more box linebacker, uh, more linebacker in the box rather than lined up in the defensive line. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Let's see what you guys have to say in the comments. Um, Mark Aaron says, my question is, why hasn't Gabriel Cox been playing? I think it's because Banderish is playing good football and Anthony Barr the same. Plus, you know, that the Cowboys like to do their thing with the big nickel sort of packages and get the safeties close to the box. I think that's the main reason, honestly. I think that it's not, I think it's more about the other players rather than Jarrell Cox himself. And by the way, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Micah in that role that we've been talking about. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays as the off-ball linebacker a lot on this one. And we see a lot more from Durant Armstrong setting the edge. And maybe we see a lot more from even guys like Sam Williams, guys like Chauncey Golston, who had some moments, by the way, versus the Eagles. I wouldn't be surprised if we see very different defensive personnel groupings for the Cowboys on Sunday. I could even see a lot more, uh, you know, heavier defensive tackles finding their way onto the playing field. It is huge for the Cowboys, by the way, that Quinton Vohana has been a full participant in practice over the last couple of days. Uh, that means they will, they will get a healthy version of Big Bo, and that could be huge in this game. Wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot more from Neville Gallimore, by the way. Bruce says, linebackers to stop the run and A-gap blitz. There you go. Eagles are due this to Samuel Rowe. Is Bashan back this week? So 6 to midnight. If I'm not mistaken, he is near his return, but I don't think that he's been activated yet. Mike McCarthy touched on this topic earlier this week, and I think that he's getting close. I'm not, I cannot remember if he's going to be activated this week, though. Bruce says, Mo, do you think that we will see more three linebacker sets for this game? I'm intrigued about that question. Uh, it's a dangerous proposition because you see those Lions games and there are occasions in which like opposing defenses sort of give in and they put three linebackers on the field. And then that's the moment in which the Lions take a shot. Jared Goff is not a perfect quarterback, but if you're going to put three linebackers on the field and they had, you know, three wide receivers on there, because that's, that's a dangerous thing about the Lions, by the way. They use their wide receivers to block. Like, they have very willing and very enthusiastic blockers on that wide receiver room. So I think that it's going to be a huge game for, as well for guys like Donovan Wilson and Jaron Kears, which is 
like the the a very different identity from the Patriots, for example, that shut out the Patriots. They, they uh, a very similar identity is what I meant. The Patriots have some versatile defensive backs that they are willing to put near the box, and the Cowboys fit that bill as well with Jaron Kears and with Donovan Wilson. So I'm not sure about that, Bruce. I think that we might see a healthy balance between three linebacker sets, but also big nickel kind of sets in which a safety is playing near the line of scrimmage. And that's what you love about this defense, the fact that they're hybrid, they're all fast, and they can swarm to the football, which is a, a, the reason why I hope Micah plays as a regular linebacker this time around. The real Darrell says, let Micah impact the game however he can. He is that dude. And a, and the perfect example of this, I agree with the real Darrell, is that I don't know what Dan Quinn will do, but I just like to think ahead of, uh, uh, to what the Cowboys could do and how to think about this football game and what I want to monitor when the game comes up, right, on the TV. So the way that I see it is you play Micah as an off-ball linebacker at first, when the Lions want to run the football. And if you pull away and Dak Prescott's offense helps you pull ahead in the, in the scoreboard and the Lions are forced to throw the football, then exactly, let Micah impact the game however he can because that he is that dude, exactly. But he does need to have an assignment. And I think that in this particular matchup, you need to tap into that whole philosophy of Michael Parsons being a chess piece and use him as such for this game. So I think that he should probably start as an off-ball linebacker. Now, if he doesn't, maybe that's some sort of vote of confidence in who Leighton Banderesh is, in who Anthony Barr has been so far, because maybe the Cowboys think that the best option to set, set the edge like we were talking about and what the Patriots did and contain the running backs and force them inside, if they believe that Micah can do that, then that would also be very exciting, right? Yeah, because I think that Micah Parsons, even though he has been such a great defense event type, because I know that we want to categorize him as a linebacker or as, or as a defensive end, but we can call him a defensive end type and leave it at that. When he, when he has really, really shown bright at that position. It's been mostly as a pass rusher. That isn't to say that he isn't a good deep uh, run defender, but he is not on that Demarcus Lawrence kind of level. I think that pretty much everyone would agree on that. Plus, this is a game in which the Cowboys will want to stay disciplined. Let me show you a picture uh, from a play that I, that I, I was very uh, kind of pleased by from the Lions offense. And it's this kind of, you know, reminder that football sometimes can be so simple. Look at this play, right? You have your basic formation, maybe a single back formation for the Detroit Lions. You have two wide receivers with a very, very tight split to the offensive line. The offensive line has a tight end attached to its left side. And then you will see number 85 at the left of your screen. And those, those red lines are just the run fits that make the most sense, right? Like every defender needs to account for a gap. So there you go. Everyone has their gap, right? But then number 85 will motion and he will line up between number 88, the tight end, and between the left tackle for the Detroit Lions. 
And then just such a simple move, like just the addition of an extra gap puts a lot of stress on the opposing defense. Because there's one more gap you need to account for that you didn't consider when the Lions had just lined up, especially because that's a very weird formation. You don't usually see players lined up like that. And I will show you the clip as well uh, from this play, number 85, motions to the inside. And then you just see uh, the Seahawks defenders kind of in a hurry and the Lions get a positive gain. This will be a game in which we will see a lot of that. We will see a lot of wrinkles from the Lions trying to confuse the Cowboys' defense. Communication will be key. And I think that I would like Michael Parsons making plays in the second level more than I would like him at defense event. That's, that's my idea of this game, and I think it will be so fun to see how the Cowboys match up versus the, versus the Lions' offense. Gregory says, Mo, do you think that Armstrong should start over Lawrence? Is it Gregory? That's a surprising question. No, I don't think so. I know that Armstrong has been showing up a lot. I know that. And he deserves a lot of credit. I do think that Armstrong has benefited a lot from playing in this defensive line in which the two protagonists, the two main characters of it, have been Micah and Dila. And I think that you see it every week, just how much attention they put in those two. Uh, that's not to take any sort of merit away from Durant's Armstrong. I just think that I wouldn't. I wouldn't start Armstrong over Lawrence. Not at all. I think that uh, Lawrence is still the best defender. And I think that it's actually not that close, to be honest with you. Even though production-wise, even though production-wise, he he might be doing better. I wouldn't be surprised at that. Lumen says, I can't wait until we play you guys. Man, it's going to be a fun December matchup versus the Titans. Shout out to Lumen. He's always representing Titans Nation and the Nashville ADC Sports uh, fan base here on, on, the, on the Dallas Primetime Show. Gilbert says, I predict that Micah will have two sacks on this, uh, on this game. There you go. There you go. I like that. Here you go. Uh, Bruce says, interesting, overloaded gaps. Mark Aaron says, Armstrong cannot stop the run, uh, but Lawrence can. Huge game for Lawrence. Huge game for, for the entire defensive line, to be honest. I think that we will see a, a game in which we will talk a lot about the defensive tackles and the linebackers, for sure. But anyways, moving on, moving on. Let's talk about the other side of the football. Let's talk about the other side of the football because Dak Prescott is back. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've known this for a while. We've expected it for a while. Dak Prescott confirmed it today. He told reporters that he is going to start on Sunday. And then he sort of added, that's what I think anyways. But we all know, we all know that Dak Prescott is freaking back. And it's going to be exciting to watch him play the Lions. Because I think the timing, I think the timing has not been on the side of the Cowboys for most of the season. You know, Dak Prescott got injured in the season opener. Tyron Smith has yet to play a down of regular season football in 2022. And then Cooper Rush's first disaster game comes against the Philadelphia Eagles. So just bad timing all around. But this time, in Week 7, 
timing is smiling on upon the Cowboys because in Dak Prescott, in Dak Prescott's comeback game in the return of the King, the Cowboys are facing the 32nd ranked defense in Football Outsiders DVOA, which measures efficiency. And it's sort of pick your poison with the Lions. They allow 5.5 yards per carry, which is the worst mark in the NFL. They allow 6.5 yards per play, which is by far the worst mark in the NFL as well. So I think that this is massive for Dallas. It is a great matchup for them because you will get a very flexible approach at your disposal. If you want to manage Dak Prescott's workload, you're going to be able to do so. You're going to be able to pound the rock. Remember that this is a team that got uh, pretty much blown out by Bailey Sappy's Patriots. And you know that the Cowboys are a better offense with Dak Prescott than the Patriots have with Bailey Sappy, right? They got like, uh, they allowed a lot of points versus Geno Smith. And I know that Geno is killing it. I know that he looks legit, but still not a great track record for these Detroit Lions defense, to be quite honest. And, and you got to love the Cowboys will have that flexibility. And if they want to throw the football 40 times, in the game, they're also going to be able to do so. And you got to be excited about facing this team that its defensive line was supposed to be the strength. The, the When you look at the Lions, they were hoping that the defensive line was, you know, their, their strong suit. That has not been the case. And injuries have been a huge reason why. Kaminsky, by the way, is, uh, the defensive line is set to come back. Maybe that helps them a little bit with their quarterback pressure which has not been great at all it has about it has been about league average but the problem is they need to blitz in order to turn the heat up for the opposing quarterback and the problem in this particular game is that Dak Prescott is a proven blitz assassin he cannot be blitzed he is one of the best quarterbacks when blitzed so tough matchup for the Detroit Lions I think that the Cowboys are going to be able to put some points on the board if they choose to do so. What the problem is, not, not, not really a problem. The question is how conservative will the Cowboys want to be on Sunday? How concerned are they about a re-injury? How much do they want to protect Dak? But Prescott is going to be operating from a clean pocket for the most part. And when he is not, it is likely because the Lions are, you know, rushing more than four. And that's going to be good for this Cowboys offense. So it's a huge, huge matchup for Dallas. And I really, really like it. Uh, it's like a two, it's like a two-faced game, this one. On one side, I think that the Cowboys could not have asked for a better matchup. The uh, offense versus defense. But then on the other side, I think that even as excited as we are about the Cowboys defense, this is a very specific team that matches up pretty well versus Dallas. The Lions, I think, will be able to run the football on the Cowboys. I think that Dallas doesn't have the same sort of personnel up front, a defensive tackle specifically, than the Patriots do. So maybe they're not going to be able to set the edge as well as the Patriots did two weeks ago. Plus, the Lions are coming off from a bye week. Now, it might be a little bit tough. It might be tougher than expected, which brings me to the next point. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday. 
And every Thursday, we have the Betting the Cowboys segment. For those of you who are new here, keep in mind that this is a segment in which we give a single bet for the game. It can be any sort of bet. Uh, we can even bet against the Cowboys. But every week, we give one bet for the Cowboys game. We're 5-1 and one so far. We started the season 5-0, and oh, took the Cowboys versus the Eagles, plus 6.5. That didn't pay out. That didn't pay off. Uh, the Eagles covered the spread. So now we're 5-1. and one, And I have a spoiler alert for you. I didn't make a bet. I didn't make a pick on the spread. I don't like it. The Cowboys are seven-point favorites. I mean, I like the Cowboys, but I don't think that uh, I feel super confident or super comfortable picking that number. It might be a little bit of an overreaction to, one, Dak Prescott's return, and two, the fact that the Lions were shot out. Oh, sorry. I don't know what I clicked in there. Uh, and the fact that the, 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 that the Lions were shot out two weeks ago. So I don't like that number. I picked a, a over-under bet. So let me know what you guys think. This is a question from me to you. Are you guys taking the over or the under 49 points if you had to bet? And while you do that, and before I give you my bet of the week, which is one of those two, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because the ride of the week is the 2022 Mazda Miata RF Grand Touring. This one starts at $36,575. It's got Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto, convertible roof, a six-speed manual transmission, premium audio system, a lane departure warning feature, and a miles per gallon capacity of 26 in the city. That goes up all the way up to 34 when you are in the highway. So make sure that you check it out over at freemanmazda.net. That is a 2022 Mazda Miata RF Grand Touring, a family-owned business for over 65 years. When you choose Freeman Mazda, you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. So once more, that is freemanmazda.net. Let's see what you guys would take, over or under, 39 points. Steve says Dak will have three touchdowns. Six to midnight says Cavante Turpin gets his first touchdown this Sunday. You heard it here first. O versus Peter Rizzo, Team 40. I, I'm intrigued by, I, I'm intrigued by Six to Midnight's take in there because I did not pay a lot of attention to the Lions special teams. So maybe he is onto something there. Over for Gilbert. Gregory goes with over. Under for Steve Campanella. A lot of people going with the over. Detroit wins on the last second field goal, says Lumen. I hate that prediction. Uh, please don't don't let it become true. 38 tubs, 30 to 10 under, says Gregory. Hey, sort of a 50-50. 50-50 sort of split here in the in the comments. Here's my ladies and gentlemen. You guys know that we do this every week. Betting the Cowboys took an L last weekend. Hoping to get better this time around. So, betting the Cowboys. Here we go. I refuse to make a pick on the betting spread. I really do. I don't like that seven-point spread. I think that the Cowboys are going to win. Spoiler alert. And I'm going with the under 49 points. I, I just, it feels right. I was surprised at how high this number was. And I get it. Dak Prescott's coming back. The Lions are just bad. 
they stink on defense, to be honest. And I know that the Cowboys struggle with the run. When you look at the pace of these two teams, they both like some uh, some tempo here and there. They rank in the top 10 of, you know, plays per second. So you, you, see, you can see the argument for the over. You can understand why the number is so high. But 49, it's on the right side of 47, which is one of the numbers that are the most important when betting over-unders. I like the under. This feels like a game in which both teams will stick to the run. I know that the Cowboys have Dak back. I know that the Cowboys might want to get up on the scoreboard earlier so they can take the run away from the Lions and force Jared Goff to do one thing that he doesn't do that well, which is, you know, play quarterback. But I don't know. I If I'm betting between the Cowboys being aggressive and the Cowboys being conservative, I sort of lean towards the latter one, especially in a game in which uh, it's Dak's first game back. He's wearing some sort of minimal protection to his thumb. So they might want to be cautious there. I'm, I'm leaning towards a game in which both teams focus on the running game. And as such, I'm taking the under. That being said, it's time to drop our score predictions in the comments. Let's see what you guys have to say. Mark Aaron says that Trevon Vicks takes one to the house. Toxic Tom says 24-14 to 14, Dallas. Steve Campanella says, yes, under, you are right. Cowboys Chris also went with the under. Some people are calling for 50 points. Benny Chapman here says 50 burger for, for the Cowboys. My name in Fallout 76, Tom Downing. This is Toxic Tom. Well, 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 I wouldn't imagine, I wouldn't have imagined that Toxic Tom played Fallout 76. I don't know why. I, like, that's not something that I would have expected. Especially because Toxic, you're kind of toxic. And that's, that's a game that was very hated on. I would have thought that, I don't know. We need to get your guy next here. We're going to talk media games though. 31 to 13, Dallas. 34 to 10, says Gregory. Peter Rizzo over at Facebook says 34 to 17. Tommy says 31 to 17. There you go. Gregory with the 34 to 10. My score prediction, ladies and gentlemen, you guys know that I went with the under. So here it is. I have the Cowboys beating the Detroit Lions by a little bit of a, you know, small margin, 24 to 20. In my prediction, I've got the Lions scoring one touchdown with Amon Ross and Brown, who is an absolute beast. And I've got Michael Parsons. Forcing one fumble, as we talked about, though, from the linebacker position instead of the defensive line. I got to tell you, though, if my hypothesis turns out to be right and we see Micah play a lot of off-ball linebacker, I might pat myself in the back on Sunday night. I might do that. I don't like doing that too much, but I might. Like, that would be a cool prediction. There you go. Double Jeezy, double G. I don't care how we get it, says Toxic Tom. I like that for sure. It feels to me like, like this is going to be one of those games that is closer than many of us anticipated, that is maybe not as pretty. And, you know, we might see some rust in Dak Prescott. You guys know that I love Dak, but it happens. He's been away for five weeks. 
there's going to be at least one or two plays in which you can see that extra use on the football. It happens a lot when quarterbacks come back from injury. Uh, maybe they're a little bit too excited. It happens a lot. I think that when you watch football for for long enough, you kind of expect those one or two uh, goobers, as, as some people call them, that, that will have to get those out of the way early, hopefully. Really, really curious as to how aggressive the Cowboys will be on Sunday night. My bet on the under is a huge bet on that. On, on me betting on the Cowboys wanting to pound the rock a lot on Sunday instead of just lighting it up with, with Dak Prescott at the wheel. The betting markets expect the Cowboys to score 30 points on this game. They are expecting a lot of points in there. Oh, no, 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 no. Man, baseball is, uh, playoff baseball is stressful, man. But anyways, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I really appreciate you being here. If you like the show, if you felt like, you know, you took something of value out of it, do me a favor, smash the thumbs up button. It takes about one second to find another second to click on it and it's the biggest thing that you can do to put this show in front of more and more cowboys fans so do me a favor and do that and i will see you on sunday night hopefully to discuss a cowboys win because we are live every sunday through thursday night at 8 p.m central make sure that you catch skywalker steel tomorrow morning and then make sure that you catch skywalker steel and former dallas cowboys wide receiver jesse holly on the game day show that will be on sunday it is an early game i never know how to feel about noon games by the way uh, on one hand it's exciting to wake up and have the game be so close on the other i like to see some football before you know get warmed up and then sit down to watch the cowboys play in a huge game not to mention the Cowboys have struggled a little bit on that noon slot. Uh, they've come out early uh, and they have underperformed before. So you never know what to expect on those. Have a good weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for being here. I will see you on Sunday. Domingo. Nos vemos. Muchas gracias. Adios.